0: Greetings, everybody. I hope that you are having a fantastic beginning of 2023. This is going to air on February 1st, so hopefully January was good to you and a good start to the year. I have a return guest who wasn't on all that long ago, episode 247, and she and I have just been connected from from jump I really felt a connection and a synergy between what we do and previously she talked about the idea of a career sabbatical and who is this for how do you prepare for it before during and after and as I got to thinking about that episode afterwards and and got such great feedback from you guys on it. I, I thought how appropriate to have her back to talk about it from a little bit of a different angle. So we're going we're gonna to jump into that in a minute. But first, Katrina, thank you for coming back on the podcast.
1: Yes, Lisa, I am so glad that I'm here. We had a great first conversation and I am so excited to dive in today into our sort of new
0: lens. Absolutely. So for those who didn't listen or maybe don't remember back on episode 247 when you were on before, tell them about yourself and your coaching practice.
1: Yeah. So, you know, my journey led me into my own 20-month career break. Back in 2013, I had come out of business school. It was, you know, my first career as an actuary. I did that for eight years, went to business school, changed my career path, went into marketing market research, and You know, really just had this realization that to be my best self and to really feel like I was living life to the fullest, not just, you know, in the lens of my career, but just holistically, I needed time off and I really wanted to travel the world. So that is what I did. And when I came back after 20 months away, I landed five job offers in five weeks. And, you know, there was a career change opportunity, there was a a raise of 30% with a promotion, there was a dream job. It was just incredible. And that planted a seed for me. That showed me that taking a break can actually up level your life, including your career. And so, you know, I went on to become a certified life coach and really start helping people create their own version of life breaks and helping them design breaks that will create successful next chapters. It's not just about giving yourself that break experience that is a really pivotal part of it, but it's also about the, the point and the vision of what you can create once that break is over, if you've taken a really thoughtful and
0: well-designed break. And to be clear, folks, this is not I hate my job. I'm gonna run away and, you know, join the circus for some period of time. This is a very strategic planned out mood move. And that's one of the things that Katrina does with her clients is help them before, during, and after this move so that it is a successful experience and their reentry into the workforce's ex- experience is successful as well. Absolutely. Yes. So when we when you were on the podcast before, we kind of talked about this from a fairly broad perspective. And and as I said at the outset, I wanted to get a little bit more granular about this. And today it's specifically about folks who are at a more senior level. And, And when I say that I'm talking about folks who are maybe already in the executive level or their next move, the logical next step in their career would be into an executive level. So we're talking perhaps an executive director level or a VP, C-level kind of position, and, and specifically taking a career sabbatical before taking on a huge new project. So if you're at your current company, and I, and I want to break that down a little bit as we go, if you're at your current company and they've said, hey, this is the new thing we want you to do, or you're ready for a move into a new company in a new role. So my first question to you is, what are the signs, if you will, that someone should know that they seriously need to consider a sabbatical, that it's really, in their case, a need even more so than a want.
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest signs I see is this sense of reactivity, right? We love to be proactive. That's sort of the ideal state is to be thoughtful, to be able to have the space to be strategic, to have space for, you know, our own well-being and process to create that change, to implement, to, you know, just basically show up and do our jobs well. But that sense of reactivity where you feel so either overwhelmed, so behind, just you can never quite get ahead. And so every time things are happening, you feel like you're just putting out fires, that you're almost in this heightened state of survival mode and everything is urgent. And you probably are finding that you are shorter with your team, Mm. maybe with people in your personal life, maybe with yourself. You just don't have the same space and capacity to process things and to show up in the way that you want to. So that really reactive state, it could be, you know, signs of burnout, but it's just, you know, not being able to really have space in the process, but also just feeling like you're just being short. It's like you've got the shorter fuse and you're just, oh gosh, you know, it's like road rage when you're in a car and it's like you really can't process. It's just things are coming out of you and you're just, you know, moving through almost in the survival mode. And I would say one of the other biggest signs that you really need a break is when you are just completely finding yourself detached and disengaged from the process, from the work, and you are in the state of literally just pushing through. So everything is feeling like a slog. You are not sparking with these new ideas. You are not having this sort of passion or curiosity or interest that you have had throughout your career. And you're just feeling like nothing is really clicking for you. And there's this, this sense of staleness and, and sort of this lack of engagement that you have in the projects that you're doing, in the way that you're leading your team, you know, and how you're kind of moving through
0: your role. Katrina, that is so interesting because I think what a lot of people do is they think, let me get out of this job, this role at this company, and that's going to fix that. But but what you're clearly saying is it's it's an internal job. You've got to work on yourself, and that may or may not involve a sabbatical, but there's some work that needs to be done or else you're going to carry that, that energy, that negative energy, that lack of enthusiasm into a new role and so you're sort of sabotaging yourself aren't you absolutely
1: wherever you go there you are and so <laughs> you know the habits that you that you maybe aren't serving you and aren't serving you in this role or in your life you're going to take them with you and if you don't take time to stop and really address them and get at a deeper level of being intentional about how you want to be how you want to show up what you want to create you will absolutely repeat those same patterns, even if you put yourself in that new environment or that new
0: circumstance. Absolutely. So so when you're at this executive level, I think, you know, more is naturally expected of you. So how does someone say yes to a sabbatical while not saying no to progressing in their career? So it's really a a question about finding that right balance.
1: Yeah. So... You know, some people will be fortunate to have a sabbatical program, you know, within their company. And if that's you, these are amazing gifts. I know that it can feel overwhelming to find the right time to take it, but I think, you know, if you are someone that that is an option that can be done through your company, you know, as as a recent client of mine experienced, I think it can be an amazing permission giver to be like, my company recognizes that some (laughs) people might need this benefit. So like, let me consider, right? If I were to take this, how might this look? What I want to say to people that feel like saying yes to this time off feels like saying no or pushing back or hindering their career in some way, we are human beings. And when you think about something as simple as the act of farming, right? There is a season where the ground lays fallow and the nutrients sort of replenish. And there's a season where we're planting and we're nurturing and we're pouring in and the things are growing, but under the surface where we maybe don't see them. And then there is the harvest season, right? When things are coming out and then they're full bloom and we're taking advantage. And I think in corporate life, you know, especially as we ascend the ranks, if you will, I think we get this idea that it needs to be harvest season 24-7. And if it's not, we just need to dig a little deeper. We need to push a little harder. We need to sacrifice a little bit more. And then there's this fictional point in the future where we'll get to take a break, where we'll get to relax, but that actually never comes. And so I want you to zoom out on your life and think about when you say yes to this time off, you're not saying no to your career. You're not taking a step back. You're saying like, oh my gosh. I need time to re-energize, reinvigorate, and come back as a better, stronger, more solid version of myself so that I can up-level, so that I can be the person with the creative ideas, so that I can have the excitement, have the engagement and be inspired for what is coming next.
0: I love that explanation of balance because it is about saying, this is not the best version of me and I recognize it and I can do something about it and at the same time saying here's something non work related that i've always wanted to do and rather than put it off put it off until you know quote unquote retirement who does that anymore right i'm going to do it now while i'm in let's say i'm in good health and i'm i'm young enough and my family situation is such that i can travel the world or i can learn that that thing that i've always wanted to learn or have that experience and i think i shared on the previous episode that my feelings about this were very much colored by my mother who always had said you know when i retire when i retire when i retire and she passed at age 59 so she never had that experience of retiring and so that's always in my mind when i'm thinking about do i want to put this thing off or do i want to have this experience sooner is we're just not promised tomorrow and if this is something that's really burning for you the present may be the best time.
1: Absolutely, Lisa, and I think, you know, your story really highlights that in a meaningful way. And I also want to add, you know, for many executives, there are sacrifices made for their loved ones, right? Like the people in your life. Like you have maybe less time, maybe you have this immense responsibility, whether it's physical time or just the mental time you spend thinking about being a leader, thinking about driving, you know, the business forward. And one thing, you know, that I have seen is that for those clients, for my clients that you know, or at that level, there's this reconnection with their family as well, right? Whether it be, you know, their, their kids and their partner or their parents or just their loved ones, but really being able to reconnect to the people that are on this journey of life with them and create the space for this quality time for memories, you know, not postponing this, like you said, until retirement, but actually really sinking into the goodness of what life has, what they've created with all this hard work and all this time and dedication, being able to stop and enjoy it, like really enjoy it so that you feel inspired by that enjoyment to keep going instead of just pushing through it and thinking one day you'll get to stop and really enjoy and appreciate it.
0: So let's look at this whole idea from the perspective of someone who has been asked to step into a significant role new role with their existing employer and let's assume that that company doesn't have a sabbatical plan although i love this idea that some companies do i've been in higher education i spent 22 years in there and that's a very common practice in for professors anyway i was administration and we didn't have access to sabbaticals but i was so I was kind of envious of the faculty that got that but what are some strategies that someone could be could use to negotiate a sabbatical before jumping into a new role. And I'm thinking specifically if the person who's asking them to jump into this role is saying, this is time sensitive, like we need you soon. Is it even possible in that situation or do they have to just say no to a sabbatical at that point?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always possible, right? I can't, you know, there will definitely be times where where there will be pushback and there will be a no, but you never know unless you ask and i think one of the most important things is you know you have to paint the case and and the the reason and the vision for that person where you're showing and demonstrating the benefit of the business right like how is the business how is the role how is the team going to benefit like for you personally you want to be clear on how you are going to benefit because a better you massively impacts everything. It's like a ripple effect, right? Like everything is better when you get to be your best, when you're restored, when you're inspired. But you need to be sure to paint that business case when you are asking for that time off. But I think, you know, if they want you to step into this role, they're clearly saying you're a valued member, we see potential, we see growth, we think you're the right person for this. So you do have, you know, a position of power to at least ask for what you want and need. And I think being strategic about that and laying out how it could work and what you see the benefits as being really demonstrates leadership quality, right? So coming to them and saying, "Listen, you know, I've really spent a few, you know, a few weeks getting in touch with what I think I need to bring into this role to be the best I can be, and I'm going to be honest, I would love to create a little bit of space for myself and for my family so that I can fully reset. I want to power down, I want to reset, I want to restart, come back online, and I want to take a little time to restore and just breathe deeply before I jump right in. Because I know when I show up for this role, I'm going to show up at 100%. And I think I do my best work when I am able to just power down, hit the reset button and come back stronger. So in my vision, I would love to take four weeks off. I would love to go offline. I would love to take you know this trip with my family. I would love to go on this long hike. I have some visions. I want to reset my health routine so that I'm coming
0: back and giving you the very best version of me. I'm totally ready to give you that sabbatical now, Katrina, you convinced me. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. You're the best boss ever. (laughs) I was like, yes. And and I love that you mentioned that specific length of time of four weeks because you talked about a 20-month sabbatical. And in this situation, clearly if they're saying, you know, we need you in this new role yesterday, 20, 20 months is not going to happen. So it's that realistic. And, and then there may be negotiation. They may be on board mm-hmm. with the idea, but maybe the length that you initially propose isn't going to work for them. And so there may be some negotiation in that duration phase.
1: Yeah. And you know, Lisa, I know it can feel hard in the moment. Like if this is an opportunity that you're excited about, it's like, I don't want them to think that I'm weak. I don't want them to think I'm being lazy or that I can't hack it or that I can't handle it. But you truly are in a position of power. And you know, it's one of the best, I think one of the best skills you have as a leader is to have this self-awareness, to know what you need and to be brave enough to give it to yourself or at least advocate for yourself. And you know, one of my recent clients, It was sort of a a slightly different in that he was leaving. He was a VP at a Fortune 100 company, and he was leaving to go become the CEO. And of course, when they gave him this offer to be the CEO of this new company, right? He wanted to say yes and start right away, but he knew he needed a break. He knew that he wanted time with his family. He wanted time to decompress. He just, he needed that time. And so he stood up to negotiate, right? Because they wanted him like yesterday. And so he ended up negotiating an eight week, Sabbatical break, career break between these two options. And what was phenomenal is that he was deathly, I think, deathly scared when he went into it. Like, am I going to get bored? Am I, is this a waste Mm. of time? Like, what am I going to, how am I going to feel this time? Am I going to feel lazy? Is it going to be uncomfortable? And when he went through this experience, it was life changing. And, you know, he says the only regret he had at the end of his break and this time off was that it took him 40 plus years to realize the power of a break and the value of his time.
0: It's interesting that when you talked about that, what came up for me was people who uh, at the executive level aren't really looking for a new job. They're fully engaged. So there hasn't been, and I forget my terminology from grad school, but I did study career development and we looked at this model where you must disconnect from your current job before you can move into a new job and i use the example many times when i was back at columbus state university there was a dear woman who had been the director of hr for like 150 years right forever mm-hmm. and i think she was actually there they built the buildings around her when they started to start a university there and she retired but she kept coming to work every day and it caused a real problem for the rest of the staff, especially the new <laughs> director who didn't know what to do with her or how to you know, interact with her. And they really just kind of wanted her to go home and be retired. But I think it's an example of what can happen when you don't have that disconnection so that you can reconnect. So I think. I think particularly in that scenario where folks aren't unhappy, aren't looking, recruiter calls out of the blue, great opportunity, the next thing you know, there's a job offer. That may be an ideal situation for that space in there to now disconnect because you haven't been doing it slowly while you're still working there. It's very much a stop and start. So we need that padding in between.
1: Absolutely. And you know, Lisa, even if you love what you do, it's exactly what you said earlier. You know, they're carrying a lot of responsibilities, right? They're, you know, they're handling a lot. And so, it's being able to take everything that you've been handling, put it on a shelf, let go of it, take a deep restorative breath, and then move into the next thing, right? It's just really releasing all those responsibilities and all of all of the things you've been carrying and all the things you've been managing before you pick up a whole new set of things, right? Absolutely.
0: So now let's talk about someone who wants to land a new role. So they are looking, they are starting to put feelers out. They've maybe updated their LinkedIn profile and their resume. What are the conditions under which you would recommend that someone quit that job without another job lined up so that they have space, they're not being... Rushed in. So, in other words, this is different from, hey, I've accepted this new job and I've negotiated a four week break before I start. I don't have a job lined up, but I'm going to confidently assume, (laughs) expect to find something. When is that a more appropriate move rather than getting something lined up and negotiating a a break before you start the new job?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question, Lisa. So, in this circumstance, right, in this situation, I would recommend that you have a secondary, another reason why you're taking this break, right? So you would sort of have two. So there's definitely that sense of, I want to look for this new opportunity. I want it to be great. I want to up-level you know, myself and my role, my career, my impact. But also, I would say there needs to be a desire for something to do with this time because, you know, there's no guarantee as to how long it will take you to find that next opportunity. So clearing space is a phenomenal thing. But if the only reason that you're doing it is to find the job, right, you'll probably panic at some point in that experience and have a lot of desperate sort of energy come leaking out of you when you're doing the searching and when you're doing the networking Because you're like thinking in the back of your mind, I've got to fill this space. I've got to fill this space. I got to find a job. But if you have another thing that you would like to do experience in this time, whether it is just really like restoring and it could be resetting health habits. It doesn't have to be that you're burnt to crispy toast. It could be that you just don't like that you don't have movement. It could be that you've been thinking for 10 years that you need to eat better, but you can never find the time, right? It's about investing in your well being and up leveling your well being and your health while you have this time off. It could be about connection. It could be about spending some quality time with loved ones. It could be about doing a really amazing thing that just puts you in your element and really helps you feel reinvigorated. So, you know, one of my clients that was deep sea fishing, he's out on a boat way by himself, kind of like just doing his thing for a couple of days, disconnected phone off from life, right? So I would say have something that you look forward to, something that you are excited about or that you are really craving To also fill that space so that you have something to keep you excited and in a a feeling of abundance that you're doing something good for yourself, right? Because this time off, part of the story of taking this time off is that you're bettering yourself. And it doesn't mean that you're necessarily like upskilling or have to be doing something work-related, but holistically, you are doing something to improve your well-being, mental, physical, what have you. So that said, right, when you have your sort of why put together... Looking at this job opportunity and really getting connected to what that vision, like how do you want to feel in your day? What kind of an impact do you want to have? You know, even working with someone like you, Lisa, like working with you, you know, doing that discovery of what is it that i'm really trying to create in this next chapter and being thoughtful about it so that you are being intentional about the connections you're making and that you're representing yourself and thinking about the story you're telling and how you're piecing together your past and your career to really make that compelling story about why you are going to be the right person for that role and finding out you know what that role or where that company is
0: i think it's also interesting how you can show up so much better when you do start the job search process again i'm thinking specifically about a client that i worked with in i think it was 2021 maybe 20 early 2022 she was in the event planning industry which as you can imagine was decimated from COVID, and so she had been off of work but she had a nice Nest egg of savings. She was not, you know, worried about money at all. And during the time, so this wasn't a sabbatical in the sense that she didn't plan for it, but she made the most of it. She remodeled her apartment, her a condo, rather. She had a neighbor in the condo complex that paid her to go in and clean it out that the woman had already moved on, or I can't remember what the specifics were, but it needed cleaning out so it could be put on the market. And she got really into that. And she's a tennis player and she was playing tennis I Pretty much every day and just loving the whole, let's go out for coffee afterwards, the whole thing, right? The whim, Kind of the ladies who lunch. She got to be a lady who lunch, <laughs> Yeah. And it was interesting because when she first reached out to me, we had to do some work around like, it was a little bit of me dragging her back into the job search mode because she was having fun. But yeah. when she finally turned that corner and was ready, she came at it with such energy of like, I love my life the way it is right now. I'm not going to accept anything, you know, other than a great opportunity, which she did find.
1: Oh, that is such a great story, Lisa. It reminds me of dating, right? It's like whenever <laughs> yeah. you we're in that desperate place of I just need a partner, I'll take anything like I'll settle for less than because I just don't want to be alone like that desperate energy. People can feel that and it just doesn't we don't get to shine our brightest light. But when we focus that light back on ourselves and we take care of ourselves and we find our joy and our radiance and our zest for life, and we're doing things that, you know, bring that spark back online, it's like, who doesn't, who doesn't want to be around that? And we're not settling anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are fully in our power. We show up, we represent ourselves well, we spark, we get people interested. We're sort of becoming magnets in a way. And it's like, we find the right kinds of opportunities from that place.
0: Absolutely, that abundance energy rather than that that lack that energy of of lack and and you scarcity, know scarcity, de- yeah. de- scarcity, desperation. Mm-hmm. So we've talked we talked a lot about reentry strategies in the previous episode, episode two forty seven. Are there any specific reentry strategies that executives might use? And and I'm wondering is do executives in in your experience do they ever return to The job that they had before or the company that they had, that they were in prior to their sabbatical. Oh
1: that's a great question. So I have not personally, you know, worked with anyone who has returned to their old company, but in the newer, you know, in the newer company, a, several of the executives I work with have had something lined up and they've had to really their growth area was advocating for the break in between. So that was the part where they stood up and had to like stand in their power, but mm-hmm. then they knew going into it what they were going to have. For the other executives that I've worked with that were job searching, you know, I would say that Working with someone with your expertise is actually a great idea because I think those opportunities come through, you know, knowing your network and working with people who know that space and who understand like how to represent yourself to the fullest and find those opportunities. Because as you know, you know, those opportunities aren't as oh, as plentiful as finding just an associate, right, or a manager. Mm-hmm. And so being really thoughtful about how you're connecting into those opportunities and planting seeds is really helpful, but I would say I've just seen the power of networking and I think one of the coolest things about a break is that you become the most interesting person in the room because you have <laughs> stories, right, about what you've done and people yeah. are kind of their minds are kind of blown and so they have a lot of curiosity and if you can be confident in what you've done and confident in that experience they want to know more and so i think it's a super easy topic to reach out to someone and start a conversation with and to not make it awkward and just about you know the career opportunities but they want to know what you've done and you get to be this interesting human that did a wild and crazy brave thing and had some adventures or had some really you know eye-opening experiences And so I would say I think one of the benefits of a break is that it really makes it a lot easier to have authentic networking and interactions with other people to start planting those seeds or even seeing what's out there.
0: And maybe, just maybe, you will give someone else permission to think about taking a career break as well. Absolutely. Love it. All right. So. Before we wrap up, I want you to make your best sales pitch to the listeners on why they should take a career sabbatical, why it may be even necessary for those who are in the executive ranks or their next step. Like, give me this, give me the full sales pitch right now. Here you go.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Okay. I love this, Lisa. This is so fun. Okay. Here we go. You are... Not a machine. This is your one precious life. I am here to advocate for you to enjoy the hell out of your one precious life and to make the most of it. And you've been thinking and you've been striving towards making the most of the professional part of your life. But I'm here to say your life is so much more than that. You are so much more than that. And if you take some time, if you claim this time, even if it's just two months and it's not six months, or if it's six months, or if it's 12 months, think about who you are when you are excited, like really deeply, passionately excited, when you are recharged and renewed and reinvigorated, when you feel and remember what makes you special and you have so much joy and excitement for what lies ahead and you feel that possibility. That really strong, amazing, powerful version of you is here to make an impact that the tired, disengaged, just pushing through, slogging it as best you can, keep going, keep going, keep going version of you could never be, never do. So I want you to think about that version and I want you to know that taking some time and some space to allow that version to come to being, to set that version online, means unleashing yourself to live an amazing second half, right? To have an amazing next chapter, to have a powerful impact and to inspire other people to take care of themselves, to live a full life and to really make the most of everything that you've been
0: working and building towards. I am totally sold, Katrina, totally sold on this. I hope you guys really listened to what she just said and took this in and give it the space to be a possibility in your life. And think creatively i hate i hate the term outside the box so i won't use it but think non-linear linearly that's not easy to say think non linearly about this idea and how this might work for you and by all means reach out to katrina if you want help making this a reality so to that point katrina how can the listeners find you
1: yeah. So I am on LinkedIn. You can definitely connect with me there. That's probably the easiest way. And if you want to know more about me, if you want to know more about the book I have coming out soon, you can check me on the website, which is kmickeycoaching.com
0: I didn't know if we could talk about the book. Say it, say it. Can you say it?
1: Yes, I can say hey, it now. It's official. Okay. Okay. I am writing. Yeah, I'm so excited for this. I am writing the Taking a Career Break book for dummies. So Wiley Publishing is working with me. They've they found me. We've ironed it out. I've already started. I'm so excited for this book, but I will be writing the For Dummies book about taking a career break and sabbatical.
0: And when will it be out? Do you expect?
1: Yeah, it should be out in November of
0: 2023. Ah, so excited for you. You guys pay attention. November, grab her book. Katrina, It again, absolute pleasure. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. And I love your worldview and perspective. So thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Always an honor, Lisa. Thank you for having me. You guys take care and I will see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review and subscribe to this podcast.